Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Alex Wilkes is on the phone with us right now. She has been named one of the 30, under 30, up-and-coming best conservative minds in the nation. She is a woman who was the first woman named to be the chair of the College Republican National Committee, and she is a Wilkes-Barre native. How are you, Alex? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for the very kind introduction. Yeah, now, your marriage name is Wilkes, and you're from Wilkes-Barre. How'd you manage that? <laughs> and believe it or not, my father-in-law's name is Barry. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> well, you fit right in. So, you know, I, I, wanted to, I, I wanted to talk to you because you can kind of give us the millennial point of view of this whole Kavanaugh thing. You know, what are your basic thoughts on what's going on? Well, what I really see here is an erosion, not only of basic journalistic standards, um, but of due process protections here in our country that I find to be alarming. And uh, speaking as a young person, where we first saw this happening, and a lot of people didn't, didn't take notice of it or remember it, was on college campuses during the Obama administration uh, when they sought to restructure Title IX um, to adjudicate sexual assault complaints on campus as opposed to through the legal system. Um, so, you know, there was a concern over how sexual assault claims were being handled on campus, and the Obama administration said, well, because it's too difficult to speak to law enforcement about this, we're going to have panels of professors and counselors and students adjudicate these disputes instead. And instead of rapists going to jail, we're just going to move them out of the dorm, maybe give them a slap on the wrist, some community service. So you could see how we were already um, in a pretty precarious place starting under the Obama administration. And these courts were specifically set up um, with a lower evidence threshold standard, um, but also one where students or the accused were not presumed innocent or innocent until proven guilty. Um, and so now we fast forward to the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation. Here we have an incredibly qualified jurist, um, someone who is, is deserving to be on the Supreme Court. And we have accusations that have come out. I think Republicans have been, uh, have been right to try to accommodate people who wish to testify and who wish to, um, you know, speak about their experiences in this. I think what Brett Kavanaugh said yesterday during his interview is that he wants a fair process. Um, but there's been this rush on the left to basically crucify him um, without any co kind of corroborating evidence or, um, you know, uh, back up to the claims that are being made out there. So I really do find this troubling. There's a report today that the protests are just out of control, that there's one group that's going to uh, project onto the front of the Supreme Court building Kavanaugh is a sexual predator. I mean, that, that's exactly what you're saying. That's convicting before even, even hearing the case here. I mean, the protester, Ted Cruz and his wife chased out of a restaurant. I mean, the protests are out of control, aren't they? Completely. And, you know, they were out of control even before these accusations were made. Um, you know, this has really just been a, a professional hit job from the beginning. Um, you know, it, feel, it, it feels like a century ago, but if you remember, we were on, it was a Monday night, the, uh, the president was going to announce uh, 
Judge Kavanaugh as his pick to the Supreme Court in this very stately um, ceremony at the White House. And we had protesters, including 2020 hopefuls like Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, parked out in front of the Supreme Court. And the protesters had signs that had names written in of possible people who it could be. Um, And in some cases, they were holding up the wrong signs. They sent out the wrong press releases because they were from the very beginning going to oppose this nomination with everything that they had. That's what Chuck Schumer said, the leader of the Senate Democrats. He said, we are going to put it all on the line to to oppose this nomination and he was not kidding so um you know whether you look at the hundreds of arrests that were made throughout the confirmation hearings you could barely turn on the hearings for you know more than five minutes uh before you heard someone yelling in the in the chamber and disrupting the process Uh, so these are already out of control but now i think you know especially after these allegations, they've really increased in terms of their vitriol. And people in the Democratic Party, like Maxine Waters, who encouraged people to threaten and intimidate um, you know, members of the Trump administration uh, at gas stations, at restaurants, wherever they were, uh, you know, they, they're only adding fuel to the fire and creating, I think, a very dangerous situation. Now, you know, being a conservative mind on a college campus, being the college... <laughs> A Republican National Committee chairwoman. Was that tough? I mean, being a conservative. <laughs> <on> a... <laughs> you know, it definitely was. Um, you know, there were there was a constant institutional bias against conservatives on campus. Um, we really saw that there um, that you know professors and the administration would go to great lengths to try to stifle the debate. Um, I think now, though, we're you know. You know, the 2016 election sort of upended a lot of what was going on on college campuses in terms of this suppression of free speech. Now the, the professors have gotten worse in, in, this, uh, in this era, but I do think that the, um, you know, the advent of social media um, has really played a huge role in giving conservatives a voice because no longer are you the only kid in the classroom who holds a belief, who, you know, gets shamed for that belief who you know gets their grade lowered for that belief you now have the ability to project out your opinions and those of your professors to millions of people worldwide um and that really is empowering from the standpoint of course correcting um you know some of these more more outrageous incidents i mean look on a college campus you're going to get all kinds of different viewpoints and some of my very favorite professors were were the most liberal professors you could find i think where we worry though uh, about is is not professors who are liberal and have a viewpoint and are open about that viewpoint with students and ask them for for challenging opinions we worry about the the professors that try to stifle other opinions in the classroom so i think that you know social media has made it a little bit easier for conservatives in this new time yeah i i want to know your opinion of what you think is actually going to happen on thursday there are suggestions now that there is uh, uh, the possibility that christine ford will not testify because of the objection to the uh, sexual prosecutor that's going to question you got the second uh, woman coming forward what what do you hear what's what's the buzz what do you think is actually going to happen if I knew, I'd be the richest person in Washington. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that it's really up in the air. And I think that this really speaks to how reckless uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein was 
in holding back this information for months uh, and not letting her colleagues know about it because the proper place to have put this information was in the hands of Senate investigators when they were reviewing this nomination from the beginning. Um, you know, this, that was the appropriate time for this information to come out so that investigators could go through and, and evaluate these claims and make provisions for, for witness testimony where other senators could have used private or public um, moments to, to question Judge Kavanaugh on these claims. Instead, what the Democrats did is they waited until the most politically opportune moment to drop these claims. Um, and then and, and now the rest of the country is being held hostage, you know, by, I think, this, this recklessness on their behalf. So, you know, I can't tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. And that, you know, the, 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 the people who are to blame for that are the Senate Democrats because they were the ones that injected uncertainty and and you know sort of a reckless disregard for fact finding from the very beginning of this. Last question, um, from your point of view, what do you think the role of the millennials will be in the midterms? Well, you know, recent polls have come out and shown that uh, millennial participation is, or enthusiasm, I should say, for participating in the midterms is low. Um, you know, that's roughly what we see every midterm election, that the millennials are more fired up in presidential years, less so in midterm elections. Um, but look, you know, as I've been saying for, for years now, the party must and should do better with younger people. Um, you know, the fact that they're not coming out in the midterm elections um, and potentially um, that could help some Republicans in some places shouldn't be... Um, shouldn't be a comforting thought to to Republicans out there and conservatives. the The real, you know, imp, or the you know, the real impulse should be: How do we excite these younger people, you know, about conservative principles? How do we animate them to support us in coming elections? Because you know, the millennials aren't going anywhere. Um, you know, they're going to grow up, but. You know, this is a generation that's growing up with a different set of values. And so it's important to make them understand that conservative principles are timeless and they work for them in their everyday lives, whether or not they know it. Well, now, Alex, you can download radio.com. You can listen to WYLK anywhere you are so you can get all the hometown news from Wilkes-Barre. Just hearing the commercials alone made, made me so homesick. <laughs> Thanks for talking to us. Have a good afternoon. Anytime. All right. Bye-bye. Alex Wilkes, Wilkes-Barre native, one of the 30 under 30 up-and-coming conservative minds in the nation. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.